And now, episode 66, part 2, the best standard format ever. Obviously, right now, the big thing is people t- even talking on Twitter earlier, and I saw a little bit of what you were saying about um, about Callblade and Ban Jace, Ban Stoneforge, Mystic, Ban Batter Skull, Ban Manalik, you know, all this ridiculousness. Oh, yeah, Ban Manalik. That's a really good idea for the format. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should do that. That sounds. That's like the worst idea I've heard. Some of these, I think, the that only a- card that you could defend yourself against against <laughs> Exarch Twin is Mana Leak. Why would you ban that card? Like the other cards people play aren't good. They're really not good. Well, I, I never really hear you talking too much about, or at least advocating uh, banning anything. Like I don't, I don't really recall I, even over the course of years. This is among the best standard formats that has ever existed. Why should we ban a card? Like, I, like there have been so many miserable standard formats. Like, Joey, I know who you are, okay? But, like, honestly, the idea of anyone ever casting a Mistbind click sickens me. <laughs> it's so bad for magic. It's, like, disgusting, honestly. Like, every time someone casts a Mistbind click, someone wants to quit magic. It's not fun, Mm-hmm. It's not interactive, and it's stupid. That deck rewards idiots. Like how hard, how hard it is to, is it to look at your opening hand and say, "Do I have Bitter Blossom?" If no, consider mulliganing your hand. You know, like, oh, do I have Thoughtseize? And am I going first? I may keep this hand. Oh, you know, my so I have broken ambitions, and I'm going first. I may keep this hand. Like that's the extent of the skill in the deck. Like, oh. I drew both Bitter Blossom, Mistbind, Click, and three lands in my opening hand. Likelihood of winning, <laughs> regardless of matchup, high. You know, it's it's absurd. Like that's blatantly bad for Magic. So, and like, what do you feel? I guess you know, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you and on any of that. Uh, what do you feel like? What I guess, what would you say to somebody who says, well, the same thing applies to Callblade because all it needs is a turn to Stoneforge Mystic and. You know. That's ludicrous. You know how many idiots play Callblade and don't win every week? It's, it's not Callblade by itself isn't winning every week. You notice that it's HUDBOT, Jerry, and Edgar are dominating. Or like if Josh Rabbits plays in the tournament, he'll make top eight. Okay? Yeah. It's the same dudes winning. Do you know why? Because the deck is highly skill intensive. I watched Dave Shields play against uh, Phil Napoli. The dude is a master of the Callblade mirror. The decisions that he made, he was so far behind against PNFs, and he dug out of it and crushed him. Like It had nothing to do with the cards. He just p- severely outplayed him. And PNFs is a good friend of mine, you know? Right. I wanted PNFs to win. But, like, she smashed him, just like he probably smashed everyone in the Grand Prix he won. It's super skill intensive. You know, like Edgar Flores has probably won more Callblade Mirrors than the next two people on the planet put together. <laughs> like, it's, it, it's, it, it, this is such a great format. It's a great format. When players like Jerry Thompson, who put in the work every week to figure out how to get the edges, are rewarded in the top eight. You know, it's a great format when, when a player like Edgar Flores makes he makes these changes that are imperceptible to players who are of insufficient, you know, uh caginess in magic analysis. They're like, oh, what's the difference? He had a broken deck. He he opened Jace, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not, dude. Like Edgar's deck when he like when he won the one, he had like the twenty five land deck, 
with no Gideons and like all the ones. That's a different deck. And then once Darkblade came out, he had this like super disruptive version with four End of the Royals, four Mana Leaks, four uh, four Spell Pierces, and the one that he basically has been playing the last couple weeks. Like that's a different deck. Like that deck is aware of the of what's going on around him. You know, the decisions made by the player are so deliberate. They're cutting off the. You know these these other lines that are being rejected, and and Edgar I admire the most. He, he he was the only one who didn't go into other colors. You know, like right, they didn't go into black, he didn't go into red. You know, he, it was in vogue somewhere else. And instead, they figured out Mortar Pod. That how insane is it that you have this deck that like, you know, they figure out Mortar Pod, and that's that's a magical moment. Or like the original version of Cobblade, where they're like defending themselves with Silvok Life Staff. It's it's. It's just like the deck is a testament to what could be great and wonderful about magic. Like good players, like not the hive mind, not like a million nameless moto players bashing together like monkeys with keyboards until, you know, something came out that's like, you know, vaguely resembles a bunch of Legos or something. It's like (laughs) a concerted group doing good work, putting together something and then ongoing refinements and superb technical play by the best prepared players in the room. This is the definition of what we want in a meritocracy of magic. Like it's awesome. It's, it's literally awesome. So I, I, I actually, I feel pretty similarly to what you're saying. Like I really enjoy, I enjoy playing with Callblade. I enjoy watching Callblade. I know a lot of people really, a lot of people seem to disagree with me. I'm just getting, I wish I could agree with you guys. I, I appreciate Mike's enthusiasm on the subject, but uh, well, here's, I, I want you to I want you to elaborate in a second, Joe. Just let me uh, real quick because I'm actually leading into into that. Uh, I think in general, and I'm not actually saying this is your opinion, Joe, but sure. in, in general, I think people look people the general person the the guy who goes to F and M and occasional PTQs and and watches the SCG live coverage looks at the uh, the top eight and sees all these Callblade decks and yeah they. You know, it is the same players, but it's also the same decks most of the time, and they're going to go, okay, well, this is what I want to play because it's obviously a strong a strong deck, so they bring it to FNM, and more and more everybody else is doing the same thing, so it's it's kind of creating like a stale format, which I it's think not, is – well, I think that's the, the, that's the opinion. The it rewards anyway. skill in the mirror. It, it literally rewards skill in the mirror. Like the mirror doesn't come down to draws. Like I, it doesn't it doesn't come down to Jace. Like – most of the statements that people make are just ignorant. Right. Like, that, like Josh Ravitz, when, the round that he qualified for U.S. Nationals, his opponent out-jaced him four jaces to none in the, in the deciding game. He literally drew four more jaces than Josh drew. Resolved all four. The game was never close. Josh was ahead the entire game. The, the opponent got squadron hogs. He got swords. Josh just outplayed him at every single every single step. He outpaced Stoneforge Mystic, Squadron Hawk, and Sword with one mortar pod. That's and he was never behind. It was amazing. Like you, like like people who are like you know whatever armchair pundits are like no, oh, this format is about broken Jace. They're morons. Like, yeah, they ever watched one of these matches go on? Like, and it's like the thing is like. Bad players don't know how to use Jace. I think like the average player just brainstorms. Like you've seen a lot of matches, right? Mm-hmm. They just brainstorm, right? Mm-hmm. Brainstorm is usually the worst thing that you can do. That's interesting. It's, yeah. Like almost always Unsummon is the best play. Like it's Unsummon leeches so much mana from your opponent. 
or like and that or fate seal like the reason fate seal is good is because it makes your opponent attack your jace instead of attacking you and they can't get sword bonus if they're attacking jace right like it's like, i don't know so, it, like if only like players who are playing at like the 27th percentile are playing against each other then yeah maybe it comes down to the cards so but yeah, it's I think it's just a matter of perception, and a lot of people aren't looking as deep as you are to see all these kind of things. And they just watch the matches that you're commentating on. Yeah, well, I mean, they could just saying. try that. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I think a lot of people are just tired of seeing the same cards do well. So whether or not the players are, you know, the, but, the play. Yeah, so but the, I'm just saying. That's what, what I object to is it's not the same cards. Is it the same cards when AJ and and Jerry are winning with Cunning Spark Mage, and their Silverage Mystic is getting Basilisk Collar instead. Is it the same cards when a card like Mortar Pod, which was initially rejected in the Paris version, becomes the defining card in the deck in terms of its ability to win the Mirror Match? Is, is it really the same deck? I'm sorry, they're really the same cards when Mortar Pod is outpacing four Jaces to none? Because that's what Josh had. He had a Mortar Pod. And he crushed his opponent who had a sword and four Jaces. And it was... It, like I just watching from over Josh's shoulder, it was obvious he was going to win the entire time. Like he just wholly outplayed him, regardless of the regardless of like what his opponent was doing and brainstorming or what. It was just so irrelevant. Right. Um, I mean, is it the same cards when like a really smart player is like siding out their counter spells for like creature removal, or like a player like Edgar Flores is lowering the curve and taking out what are basically the sacred cows of the deck? You know, a few months ago people were saying, "Oh, Gideon should be a top ten card." Obviously, Gideon has never been close to being a top ten card in standard at any point in his career. But people are like, "Oh, Gideon's super good." If most of the time when people say how good Gideon is, it involves having both Jace and Gideon in play at the same time. Michael, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think when people say the same cards, what they're seeing is Stoneforge Mystic, Jace, and now uh, you know the the new sword or the sword of peace and salmon, yeah, and then like, Batter Skull. And any format that you play in is going to have ten best cards that you can play. You know, is it so much? I mean, do you guys remember not that long ago where people thought Valakut was the best deck in standard? I mean, it was never the best deck in standard. Really? But people said it was. I thought it was pretty good back in like November, December. I think that was around when it was it was winning a lot. I mean, and, uh, it was fine. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like it, that that deck was was uh, simultaneous to Nick Spagnolo's black blue deck. Yeah. Then look at look at how what were the world's performances? Right. It was not close. And even at that point, black blue was probably not actually the optimal deck you could play, but it was significantly better than Valakut. You can play Blue Green Genesis way of beat both of the decks. It's, you know, and beat pretty much all of the Jace decks and uh, had like a 100% matchup against Prime Titan decks. I mean, all the decks have weaknesses, right? So that deck's not great against Boros. I mean, would you really have rather been Valakut than Boros? Heads up. How about Valakut versus Boros rather than Boros in many other matches? I don't think Valakut was ever the best. Okay. It's, it's like the definition of a deck that I wouldn't want to play. I I can't disagree with you there. I never wanted to play with Valakut, but uh, I mean, like, if you look at your opening hand, you're like, "Am I supposed to keep this?" Like, I think that that's like the average thing that I would think when I look at the Valakut opening. <laughs> so, Joe, I know I cut you off before, but I wanted to hear, uh, wanted you to express like your side of things uh, on on the uh, on know, the format the, on the format. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess I, sh- I should preface by saying that, like, you know. I've got an underground sea sitting next to me, fresh out of my package from Star City. So my head's pretty much in legacy right now. Um, anyway, like regardless of uh, how I feel about standard, you know, so like, I think a lot of my opinion on standard has to do with the fact that I'm so enamored with legacy right now. Um, 
I think Legacy is a cool format. I have never had more fun playing Magic in my entire life than uh, these last couple months playing Legacy. Like, it's 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 totally like. Why are you not like? Why do you not like standard? It's literally one of the – it might be the best standard format of all time. I, then if, if this is the best standard format of all time, then I never want to play standard again. <laughs> I would guess that part of your how enamored you are with Legacy is based on the fact that you play against an inordinate amount of players who play unplayable decks. No, like, I mean we, I play against like, you know, junk decks and – That's an unplayable deck. Oh. That deck cannot win a tournament that is that is populated by players playing good decks. If the fact that it has won tournaments is only a function. The fact that about 75% of the players in Legacy tournaments play unplayable decks. I've been playing against – I play all kinds, against all kinds of different decks, and that's the point. I play against all kinds of different decks, Mike. Joe, playing a, gr- a grown-up playing Legacy would not play most of those decks. They cannot win tournaments. They cannot Such win yes. long tournaments. Which Goblins, deck? unplayable. Zoo, unplayable. Junk, unplayable. Are you assuming, thing that, why are you assuming that like my friends don't know how don't have decks? Come on, man! Come on, do they, man! Do they play goblins, junk, and zoo? Uh, my roommate has all three of those decks. Hilariously enough, yes, but, those uh, decks are not good. But like my, no, but like my friend, uh, no, uh, no, Joey has. I mean, Joey has decks, right? Joey, you've got. Um, I've got like Team America and Standstill right now. Yes, you can play those decks. Those are good America. decks. Um, my buddy Noyan plays High Tide uh, with the Candelabras. You know, um, he's also got. Uh, he's also working on a. Uh, he's, he's been messing around with a version of Twelve Post, although I haven't had a chance to play against him yet. I don't. Uh, know. I'm not sure. Twelve Post seemed impressive when I first started playing against it, but I don't think it's probably a real deck. I don't think it has enough. It doesn't have enough blue cards, I think, to support its force of wills, and then it's so easily disrupted by by basically anything. Yeah, Noyan actually, uh, Noyan actually, I think, cut the Force of Wills, or he cut, like... Oh, man, Here, here's the rule for Legacy, and the thing is, like, I, I, I don't know, like, the fact that this isn't widely enough spread is, it's kind of ludicrous. The, you have to play with Force of Will, or at least Cabal Therapy. I agree, no, I agree 100%, so I will like, not play a Legacy deck without Force of Will. Yeah, but the people top 16 with goblins, you know? <laughs> like, the, uh, it's just... Well, not anymore. It, Thank you, uh, mental, mental misstep. misstep yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like, but for you know, six months ago, they were making top eight of a of a Star City Open with goblins. That's impossible. It should never happen. But you know what else is possible? Um, making top eight with like all but like two decks in standard. Like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know, and maybe it's just. I mean, no, it's not. Your perception is wrong. You can play tons of different decks in standard. You can play. It's just the best deck of all time. You can or, play with as many decks as you want, but doesn't mean you're going to do vampires. It. Like you can't. Yeah, but people like vampires is like one of the worst decks you could play. Like people still could top eight with that. It's really bad. Like. <laughs> Has it been the same guy top eating with it? As it is, yeah. Like, I mean, the one guy is good at vampires, I guess, but like, it's not. It's really bad. Like, it's too slow, and it doesn't. I mean, when I when I queue up in a moto queue, it doesn't matter what deck I have if my opponent is vampires. Like, <laughs> it's it's just such a bad deck. Like, I don't know why anyone would ever play it. Like, it's just weaker than every other deck at everything it wants to do. It has like one good card. No, it's a different guy. Yeah, it's a, okay. 
different guy than you're thinking of. Yeah. No, I, mean, like, no, no, I thought it was the same two. I thought it was the same guy two weeks in a row with vampires, but it wasn't. So. I mean, are you, let's, let's talk about pre-New Phyrexia standard for a second, rather than just, New Phyrexia say, standard. Let me like, let me let me say this. I, I I I don't think this is the thing. I do not think that Jace is the problem. Okay, I think that the people who think Jace should be banned are looking at at the wrong thing. Um, I've been saying over and over again that I think that if they want to, you know, switch up the format and make it healthy, uh, because they, I don't have any interest in it right now. They should get rid of Stoneforge Mystic. Um, and what if the they just got rid of Sword of Feast and Famine? No. No, seriously. No, Stoneforge I don't Mystic think it was never a problem before Sword of Feast and Famine. And in a world with Batter Skull and Sword of War and Peace, people are still getting Sword of Feast and Famine as the first target for the most part. Still, it's the, it's I, the best card against control. I think that they should ban the tutor. You know what I mean? I, I, I always think Why? that they should. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, Zach says like it's it's just a one two. But, that, but here's that, the problem, though. Here's the with problem. Like a marginal ability. I, mean, I didn't say that, Zach. You know, <laughs> but he's I, I, an R and D, and he's a road scholar. <laughs> I think that for as long as Stoneforge Mystic is in the format, we're going to see six to eight decks in the top eight every week. With sto- four copies of Stoneforge Mystic yeah. somewhere in them. But don't and, you like it when Mono White Control with Stoneforge Mystic does as well? Doesn't that make you happy? No. No, I, not anymore. <laughs> I never had as much fun as when I just, I mean, I just played so much Mono White Control for a while. Just, and it's so it's fun like, to play. I just think it's like Stoneforge Mystic decks. It's just like, which Stoneforge Mystic deck? Right? Like, I couldn't believe that, you know, you would even play a deck without Stoneforge Mystic. <laughs> like... So Unfortunate Mystic decks reward creature comp. They actually reward a lot of the things that are good at magic. First of all, they give you an opportunity to screw up. Like, that's that's the first thing. So, like, Dave Shields... I don't care about that. No, I don't care about that. This is what the time players make the wrong decision on Stoneforge Mystic on the second turn. They already I made a mistake. I, I, yeah. I don't run Grand Prix. I don't run... Uh, Star City opens. I run F and M's. You know what I mean. And when it's just a bunch of Stoneforge Mystic decks winning every week, makes people not want to play standard. Yeah, um, I look you at can't make decisions like this based on players who are playing at like the twelfth percentile. But I mean, that's, like, where, okay. that's where Wizards makes their money. You know the people I, who you, know, you can't make that argument because Wizards no, make their money seventy five percent of the money they make are based on players who don't play in tournaments at all. So like, exactly. forget about that. How good F and M players are. They're better right now. Wizards is better right now at acquiring new customers that they can transform into tournament customers than they've ever been before. You can't and, make that argument. But that's they're, the, they're like, what they should do is to cul- cultivate really good formats that are that are rewarding of players that are putting in time and effort. That's what they should do. But now they're about to just hand everyone two Stoneforge Mystics, and. I think that all you're ever going to see are just Stoneforge Mystic decks because now even the players who don't want to spend twenty, thirty dollars on a on a, like a good standard card will have those cards. So I just feel like you're all you're going to see are Stoneforge Mystic decks. And yeah, it's not true. Like Stoneforge Mystic isn't even the best deck you can play right now. Like that, that it's just there's nothing wrong. That, that's my point. Like. Well, I think there are a lot of people who would disagree with you on that. I mean, it's not to say that – I mean, like, maybe they're wrong. I don't know. But um, but I I think that this, the format sucks. I have I think that um, – What do you, what do you want in a format? Let, let me just ask you. In the abstract, what do you want in a format? I want to be able to, like, look at a deck. I, wanna, I want I – want, 
options, damn it. Like, there I don't want to. You can play lots of different decks. Many of them are playable. You can play blue white call blade. You can play blue black control. Splashing white just for call for, uh, for Stoneforge Mystic. You can um, play black poison. I mean, let's, I, I just want to talk, let's talk about. And that's why, and by the way, I mean, all this, all this, all bitching aside, like, I'm actually working on a standard deck. I am building like a mono black. Uh, infect deck. Uh, so, I mean, I am actually building something despite how much I hate the format. Like, you I'm can stuck. play elves. You can play all different kinds of but decks. you can't win with any of those decks. Hey, like, all of those decks are just you're, like... You're just missing this very obvious point. The good players are winning with Callblade. It's not just Callblade. At the Grand Prix that Shields won, look at the decks, that four decks that weren't Callblade. They were played by the best rug players in the world. Like... Not just the best role players in the room. It was like Michael Jacob, Bertoncini, etc. Like the format is perfect. The best players that are specializing at the best decks are succeeding. If Brian Kibler wants to top eight with blue black poison, he will. If you this not is a, notice that? If this like, is a perfect standard format, I quit standard. But like, you don't know what no, but Joe, you don't know what you want. The thing is, like, you're like, oh, I just decide to be against this thing. But you can't say what you want. You're like, I want options. You have options. It, you, but you're missing the point. It's not any idiot with Callblade does not make top eight. That's not how it works. But every idiot plays it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can, I can't control what any random player decides to play. In 2003, the most commonly played deck by like 40% was Blue-Green Madness in Standard. It was like a 35% win expectation deck. But it was by far the most popular deck. Why? I don't know. It had terrible mana, and it was trumped by almost every other strategy. I can't tell why people play certain decks and don't win with them. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not the purview that we have. Like, but what we're saying is, like, there are many, many different standard formats that have been played in the past. And for the most part, they didn't reward skill the way that this format does. They just rewarded, like, how many times can I flip up lightning? You know, that was like when, when I first started listening to you guys, you wanted to ban Bloodbraid Elf. <laughs> like, why the hell would you ban Bloodbraid Elf? What did he ever do to anybody? You know? <laughs> it's a four drop three, two. I mean, look, you know, sometimes you hit lightning. Is that, that that's really, oh man, sometimes you hit lightning. Ban Bloodbraid Elf. Yeah, sometimes you would hit, you would hit Sprouting Thrinax. Should we ban Bloodbraid Elf because you hit Sprouting Thrinax? I mean, if somebody hits Sprouting Thrinax, I'm pumping the fist. Like, thank God he hits Sprouting Thrinax. Like, it, it's... Like, what do you well, want? What do you want for magic? If I you learned, never like Standard. Every single time you want to ban something. I learned to like Jund. I played Jund. I played Jund in uh, Grand Prix DC at your urging. Yeah, but you wanted <laughs> to ban... To play Mono Red. I wanted I mean, to play like, Mono Red. You... you yeah, my whole point is you don't you you you're saying let's ban this. This is awful. You have no solution, and and you're just I don't think you know what you want. I think you're like oh this is bad. What's good then? Legacy. <laughs> Legacy. The what I think honestly what you like about Legacy is a symptom of people playing bad decks. You have an illusion that the decks are viable because they play against other bad decks. If everyone just played good decks in Legacy, you would think the same thing. But because no. there's 40 available decks, people play many of those decks, even though they're not good. But I just think it's exciting. I think it's maybe I played watch or play. Period. Played in Star City Open, somebody played 42 land against me. Why would you ever play that deck? 
I have no idea. I would never play that deck. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's Why are you saying format, I would play that? I mean, kind of. Like, do you think it's fun to play against Team America? How about, like, let's play against... Yeah. Is it fun to play against Team America? Like, Spiteful Your Land, Sinkhole Your Land, Wasteland Your Land, Tarmogoyf? That's fun? Yeah. I know that's fun to you. Yeah, that's you fun. The flip. <laughs> that's fun. I... <laughs> Um, I mean, like, the good decks of Legacy are not fun to play. It's not fun to play against Breakfast. <laughs> sure like, it is. I mean, if the Aetherbot resolves, you lose. I mean, how, how is that fun? I think it's a, a matter, the whole thing is a matter of, of feeling like you're playing against the same thing over and over again. So it's it, Legacy, Legacy seems fun because there's people playing tons of decks. And, Legacy... You know, Mike, Mike, you're saying it's because a lot of the decks are unplayable, but it's a lot of different decks, and so it's something different every round, so it seems fresh. You can, and you you can like, look at the deck that Jerry made that, like, I think, who, I mean, did Drew and AJ make top eight that week? It's been ridiculous, like the Landstill deck. Oh, it was, yeah, like it was a, Jerry and Drew. And, uh, it was just obviously an awesome deck. Like, I looked at it, I was like, wow, it's a really good deck. Good players winning with it. Good. But the thing is, like, the context that it's in is mostly because people are playing against decks that that deck would just crap on. You know, they're just playing in such a way that, like, the good cards that Jerry chose to put into his deck would exploit them. You know, Look at this deck here. I mean, I, this is actually the first time I've really looked at the Louisville results from like the energy field deck. No, the, the black white discard. I saw the energy field deck. Look at this black white discard with batter skulls and chromoxes and gatekeeper of Malakir, Mirren Crusader, my homeboy Stoneforge Mystic, who I totally <laughs> am fine with in Legacy. Like. <laughs> I'm totally cool with You're Stone fine with it in the format that it can get like Sword of Fire and Ice and Umazawa's Jide. All so, bets like, are off in Legacy, man. It's all it's. It, 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 I just love the format. I, it's just like all bets are off. It's like what if everyone is playing High Tide every week, like they should be? You know, like is that is that good? Sure. Why is that good? Yeah, I'm, I'm confused about that too. I don't understand that. Because it's not going to happen every week. It's that that won't happen in like the ten That's best the players thing. in the room what decided if, to play high people... tide every week. What do you think? What do you think the top eight would look like? But it's just they're they're just running it loose. Like Edgar Flores is like, I'm going to play Callblade in, in Legacy because I can. You know, and like he needs Jerry to rein him in and be like, Yo, dude, you need to make level eight. You know, like, otherwise they're just going to play whatever. People played Zoo Battle of Wits. Do you think they did that because they thought they were going to win the tournament? Because they don't care. They're like, Dude, oh, I'm going to do this thing. how goofy. awesome that was going to be, like, if yeah, everyone it's It's that. goofy. It's cool. But, like, if people just played the decks that they should play, you wouldn't think that the format is as great as you think it is. What it sounds like you, to me is that is that what exactly what Joe wants in a format is to is just this diversity, whether or not, uh, it, you know, the, he wants people to be able to play Zoo Battle of Wits in a format or uh, or just be goofy with things and actually... Yeah, but it's, it's not play. Ravnica era standard. If this were Ravnica era standard, that would be a reasonable thing to think about. But we play a different game than that now. Like, there's all Tier 1 cards now. You can't, if you don't you either play Tier 1 cards, you don't win. But that's the way they designed the game. If it, like, Ravnica Era Standard, Lightning Helix is about as strong as, like, all the other cards you can play. You know, like, the best creature in the format is Skeletal Vampire, you know? It's a six-drop 3-3, three, three. but then it's the best creature in the format. You know, like, you, 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 you look at that and be like, oh, yeah, the decisions that you make are very different in a, in a format like that where all the cards are exactly as powerful as each other. Like, what's the most dominating thing that can happen? A Loxodon Hierarch? You can't even play that anymore. Can you imagine Loxon Hurricane, formerly the number one creature in all of, all of Standard? 4-4 four, four for 4, gain 4 life with another ability. 
no longer good enough to play in Magic. <laughs> like, it's... I mean, we don't play that game anymore. Since, um... What's the one that came after Time Spiral? Planar Chaos? Oh, oh the set, the set. Yeah, uh, Planar Chaos, yeah. Since Planar Chaos, we've been playing a different game. You know, like, Damnation came out, and then Tarmoglyph came out, and we don't play that game anymore. You know, like, Tarmoglyph was it. That was the line. And then Lorwyn came, and there was... Planeswalkers for the first time, and then they printed Bitter Blossom. This is clearly a different game. The game where the Lightning Helix was about as good as cards could get. I think yeah. uh, I think what happens, I mean, and it's probably in general for every format, but it, it's that decks, like good players pick up good decks and do well with them, and then everybody else, or at least the majority, will look at the top eight and go, these are the decks that are worth playing, and so they pick up those same decks rather than trying to play something different, and then then FNM, everybody's got the same decks that were in the last top eight, and when the more, you know, the, the last top eight tends to be dominated by the same deck, everybody's like, well, that's clearly the same, the, the deck that's good, because these good players are winning with it, so I'm going to take it, so it's just more and more people keep playing the same deck, and that's why it looks like a, a terrible format when in reality maybe there, these other options are there and if good players picked up these other decks they would do well with them too like if jerry were to play uh you know a genesis wave deck he may top eight with it and if he kept kept playing it every week and kept making top 16 and top eight and winning then suddenly people would say oh well genesis wave is is actually really good it's just the matter is that he keeps picking up call blade you know jerry obviously just a random example but well, I think that the the format right now is defined more about cards than I think about than decks. I think that's part of what makes Cobbled so special mm-hmm. is that it's a deck that's you know composed of a bunch of really good cards, like literally like the best cards in the format up until that point. It, you can't in the game that we play, you can't escape the power of the cards. You know, like I think part of what Big Head was complaining about it. It's like Stoneforge Mystics is too good. Yeah, it's like the best card in the format, more or less. It's either the first or the second best card in the format. Um, at least up until New Phyrexia, that was true. And it's arguable that the card's even better because of Batter Skull and Sword of War and Peace, right? Mm-hmm. But that's different than, than you know, saying that there's all these different... Like, decks are like an abstract concept. You know, cards are like a concrete concept. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that, like, what I, what I think I'm getting at is, like, Big F, do you think that diversity, like, a lot of diversity in the abstract is good for standard? Uh, yeah, I think that diversity is good in I mean, general. a lot of diversity, like 20 decks. No, not in standard. There aren't 20 decks in standard. There could be. There could in, be. In other formats, there have been. But the, I think that that's actually blatantly bad. I think no, I think made, 20 is too much. I think that 40 decks 2 legacy is like too legacy. few. Like, there are, like, two... Well, I, I mean, think, in, in a format like Standard, with the, such a small card pool, I don't know. Like, with a larger card pool, obviously you're going to have a billion decks. I think, you know? you want, I think you want five decks. And one of those decks is going to be better than most of the other decks. At, 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 at more than, like, five decks you stop rewarding preparation because a, a good player can't prepare for really can't really prepare for more than five decks. The, the it's, it's just the, the, the amount that his deck is, is asked to do is taxed from different angles gets to be prohibitive when there's too many different unique strategies and standard pre new Phyrexia had more than five decks. So I don't know. I don't know. Like just a couple of them do really well much better than the other ones, but I honestly think that has more to do with the players. 
I mean, Cobalt, it's, it's a special, it's a magical deck. It's really, really great. But I think part of what makes it so great is that it rewards the good players. I don't know. Like, would you recognize that red, what are you, what they call it, Angry Birds and Dark Blade? Are these unique decks or are they just Cobalt to you? I mean, they can just be Cobalt. It's okay. I don't, I don't think it, I mean, it's not the fact that there are different, I mean, the different versions exist and that's fine. But I, I mean, it just all comes back to the fact that every deck has Stoneforge Mystic in it. If they like, don't. Black Blue Control does yeah. not have Stoneforge Mystic in it. Pyromancer essentially does not play have Stoneforge like, Mystic plays, in it. Like, but who plays Blue Black Control? There was a Grand Prix, like, not two months ago that had that was won by Blue Black Control, smashing Callblade decks. I'd be like, Guillaume Waffle Top will play Blue Black Control into Callblade in Texas. Did well. Like, I mean, I don't know. He didn't top eight, but, like, you know, he did pretty well. Yeah, you know, they, they, it's competitive. Like, the Blue Black Control won the World Championships. It was played in the Mirror Match. It was the only, I mean, pre-Callblade, that was the deck. And the tournament I just played in, you know, there was a Mono Green Eldrazi deck uh, that made the Illumination Rounds. You can play other decks. They're just not as good as Callblade. But, like, it's not to say that they're, like, not good at all. They can win tournaments, just not as often as Callblade. They just never do. <laughs> they, but they don't because the good players don't choose those decks. Like yeah. the, 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 what's good about the format is the good players win, but part of the good players winning is they're choosing better decks. That's huge. What, what you just said, Mike, I think is a huge point in what you're. I agree. To, what you're I saying, like, agree. yeah, like the, the what's good about the format is the good players win. When it's bad, when the good players lose because. Oops, like, I twin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're going in a completely different uh, direction. Yeah. Oops, I twin was our name for the uh, the Splinter Twin combo decks. Mike, I don't know if you realize that, but uh, I, I figured that out. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, uh, we, we we were talking about it on uh, on the coverage, but yeah, like it, it, I think that's a really big. I think actually, what I think is you guys are just uh, you guys have different positions or different opinions, possibly, and maybe you agree somewhat too. But about what is healthy, Joe favors diversity, while you favor a format where the good players win. Where I think you both want diversity and a oh, format I where like, the good players I like win. Diversity, I right. like unlimited diversity, and I don't know what number that Joe thinks is a good number because there's already more than five decks you can play in standard. But there's always going to be a best deck. You know, like there's never been a format where there wasn't a deck that was better than other decks. As a sure, but I just don't think there's ever been a format where you just just been as many versions of that deck. It's a, we live in a world of tier one cards. Like I always make these top ten lists, so there's a reason. That's how Magic works right now. The magic that we play right now is different from Magic we played during Ravnica era. It's different than we played during Kamigawa era. That, that was a tier two metagame. The cards were all equally powerful. Like, Umazawa's Jide and Gifts Ungiven were a little bit more powerful than the other cards, but they weren't that much more powerful. Lightning Helix was about as good as it was. Dark Confident was about as good as it was in a format. But all the cards were about that good. Right. Yeah. Like, the, what's better, Loxodon Hierarch or Dark Confident? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, Dark Confident. Yeah, it's way, it's way better. <laughs> it's way better because it costs less mana. You can play it in big formats. But, like, in standard, Dark Confidant wasn't better. It didn't outperform. Lockdown Lock significantly outperformed Dark Confidant in most tournaments. Yeah. The, the, the cards are about as. They're, I'm just I'm not saying. Obviously, Dark Confidant in long run is a better card. It costs less. All that matters really in Magic is how much things cost. So, it costs two mana instead of four mana. You're going to expect it to outperform it over a long time because you can't play Lockdown Hierarch in type one. I mean, that. 
you just can't. Cards that cost four don't get played like that. You have to be Jace to to, to see three and take one if you cost That's four. That's because Gaddictee gets played. It doesn't matter the reason. <laughs> Ban Gaddictee in Vintage. There we go. Done. I mean, like, but the, the arguments that people make just – they don't make any sense. Like, they're just internally inconsistent. Like, what do you want out of the, the format? I want to have a certain number of decks. You have a certain number of decks. The reason that you see few decks in the top is because good players choose those decks. Not because you can't play other decks. It's There's really always better decks. Like, like, I mean, when John Pinkle won the world championship in 2000, he was like, I don't understand why I go to a tournament now and I look around the room and every player is not playing Tinker. That's what he said. So the deck is so much better than any other deck that you could play that you're just a moron if you're not playing it. And for the most people, did most people play Tinker? No. The cards weren't that expensive. How much does Tinker cost at the time? 50 cents? You know, like the expensive card was like a $3 Grim Monolith. But people didn't play it. Like, I don't know why players who aren't playing well choose the decks that they play. I, can't, I mean, you're going to go crazy if you try to figure that question out. So I've chosen not to. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is, he, he literally said that. He looked at the um, It was a grudge match qualifier that I won. He looks around and he said, I don't understand. Why isn't every player in this room playing Tinker? I just won the world championship with it, and it's the best deck I've ever played. And, you know, it's... The, the, you know, if you guys recall, like the number of Tinker decks in the top two was two. <laughs> was that was that him and and Bob Meyer? Yeah, him and Bobby. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it was. It's just you know, like the anything else. It's just speculation. It's just like people have opinions about things that are not necessarily grounded in logic or facts. It's like in standard. Pre New Brexit, you could play a you could play Black Blue Control. Good players did well with it. You know, Guillaume Waffle Tapa, top eight at a Grand Prix. You, know, you could play Mono White Control. Mono White Control is very good deck. It's not very good against against Primeval Titan decks. Like you can play Primeval Titan deck. You know, Raphael Levy, big fan of Raphael Levy. If you played Mono Green Eldrazi, this deck consistently did well against Jace decks. If you you know believe what he says about that. Um, rug decks did only a little bit worse than Cobblade decks in the grand scheme of things for quite a long time. You know, decent players, good players, you know. Or in the case of like that Grand Prix in Texas, the best players in the world of rug would do well with rug decks. That's not a sign of a format that is unhealthy or not or not uh, not diverse. I, or you know, Star City Edison. Patrick Sullivan comes in with his mono red deck, right. easily smashes the tournament. Right, but could he do that now with sort of Worm Piece in the format? I mean, like... But he's not asked to do it now with sort of Worm Piece in the format. He didn't prepare for a tournament. He didn't prepare for a format with cards that he didn't anticipate. Well, yeah, but I'm just... I'm, I'm saying... He would play a different red a, deck now. But you're talking about I, a different... Could Patrick Sullivan win a, win a tournament against sort of Worm Piece? Yes. Yes, he can. I am sure he can. I'm sure he <laughs> could can he? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. He could <laughs> do you def- see the pile that he made top eight of a legacy tournament with? <laughs> the dude is the definition of playing an unplayable deck in Legacy, and he's still top eights. He's like a really good friend of mine, and he is a master of mono red, like a stone master of mono red. Do you think they should just replace Chandra with Pat Sullivan as the new Planeswalker in M13 or something? That's a good idea. Nice, like, nice he's, flavorful. I, I'm being completely serious. Like I am you too. can play whatever the f you want to play, dude. Like, it just so happens that the best players choose Callblade because it's the greatest deck of all time. 
Callblade is the best standard deck that ever existed. I'm not denying that either. If that's not a bad thing. There, there's there's, no, there's, there's no, has no, to be a best deck ever. And it's wonderful that we live in an era when the best deck can be manifested and we can watch it play every week and have good players be successful. None of those things is bad. The majority of the complaints come around the fact that Jace costs $100. I don't think – yeah, but again, like I said, I don't think Jace is the issue. Like Most people do. You know? I know. I know. I mean, I but like Soulforge Mystic is a really good card. Jace is a really good card. You know, I – Watson doesn't control the secondary market prices. No, sure. I don't think prices. I mean, pricing the, a card should never be banned due to how much it costs. Like that's, that's just a silly. Some thing. people disagree with you. you. You should see my inbox. I bet. You guys should make Jace's more available so that more people can play Cobblade. That was an email I got this week. <laughs> I should. Okay. Well, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, brah. But the fact of the matter is, you know, you could play five different. If Pat Sullivan wanted to play Star City Open every week, and he wanted to play his red deck. He would figure out a way. So, sure. uh, I, I think um, you know we, we've gone on this for a while, and I think this, that's pretty much uh, we, all the time we have. You know, for for the episode, we've we've been on for about an hour and a half. Uh, Can I guys, just say something? Yeah, I was going to say, do you guys have any anything you wanted to add at the end here? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, I mean, even though I was only on the call for a short amount of time, um, I'm glad that we, uh, I guess it's been over an hour, hasn't it? I guess it was Almost that, an hour, yeah. I guess it wasn't that short of an amount of time. No. It, felt, it felt like it went by really fast. Um, but I'm glad that we talked about this because it definitely gave me a better perspective um, on on the format. You know what I mean? I, I know, you know, Mike, Mike loves standards. I know that, and that's cool. And like, it's good to have somebody. You know, like, I love like, magic. I hate standard sometimes. Sure, this is a good standard. That's why I like it. And and I and I and I like that perspective that I don't really see is that you know, I mean, we're so used to just watching the same players top eighting every week. Not uh, not always the exact same players. But you know what I mean? We have players who consistently top eight, and I think that's a sim or um you know. A, a result of something like SCG Live happening. Yeah, you know, if, is that, if we didn't have the open series, if you didn't have SCG Live, we would have a very, very everyone would have a very different perspective of standard. It's it's true. It's very true. And and, and I guess just highlighting particular players. It's good that we are right. Isn't yeah. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. It's great. I think it's great that we have uh, that we have the opens and that um, you know, and that we can see these tournaments happen every single week. It's amazing. Um, you know, uh, I, I feel like I still would rather see a more diverse format with where more, uh, like a wider variety of decks had a very good chance to win. Like, like if, if, if there were, if I felt like there were five decks that could win a tournament, yes, there are more than five decks in standard. I agree with that. Wait, wait let's, let me stop you for a second. Let's just talk about pre-New Phyrexia Standard for a second. Nobody knows enough about New Phyrexia Standard to make any, like, lasting correct commentary. But can't we rattle off five decks that have done well and or won Star City Opens? Pre-New Phyrexia, but, that's, but that, I, I feel like that's almost irrelevant at this point. Like, I feel like... Yeah, but, but Callblade isn't even close to the best deck anymore. So it's a, you can't bitch about Stoneforge Mystic. How can you say that Callblade isn't close to the best deck anymore? Because the rest of the world has just not caught up with the technology level yet. The difference between <laughs> Exarch Twin... I'm, I'm completely serious. Like, if you just think about the facts, like, don't even think about the hype. You know, like If I hype something or I'm enthusiastic, but just think about the facts. One of these decks wins on the fourth turn. 
if it's unmolested. One of these sex can only be interacted with with mana leak or specifically chosen cards. Your opponent has to choose specific cards. They have like regular cards. They can't interact with you at all. One of these decks, if you tap mana on your own turn, after turn three, you're dead. Cobblade never had any of that. You watch Open Series a month from now. See how many Cobblades are, are succeeding. I'm just going to start main decking four Torpor Orbs. I, can't... I don't know what that does. <laughs> it's the one that shuts off comes into play abilities. Of creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not going to be... <laughs> It shuts off. It shuts off uh, Deceiver Exarc. It shuts You're off. You're gonna lose to, to consecrate. You go when you do these. Like, <laughs> you lose consecrated Sphinx when you, when you do these things, or you lose to Jace. They cast into the world and then kill you. You think that if O4 Wall, who's designed to stop the Splinter Twin combo, can't stop Splinter Twin? You think Torpor Orb is gonna stop them? <laughs> That's just a joke. I'm not seriously going to main deck four torpor but it's a, But just like you have to pick to do something. Joe's building torporskite.deck, I think. I, well, I, I, no, I am building I am building a uh, uh, a deck for Legacy um, that's kind of a torpor orb zoo kind of deck just for fun, just to try it but out. The parts you need to are like – I don't know which ones are the right ones. But I mean like Whiplash Trap, Active Aggression – you know, these kind of cards maybe are good against Exarch. But, like, it's the format's too new. People just haven't caught up yet. I mean, and the, some we'll some see. players... What? I mean, what I really... I mean, the, the, the way it, what it really comes down to is we'll see. You know what I mean? It's it, not, it, 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 trust me about this. It's, just, it's so not close. Like, the technology level, the speed level of the Exarch's win... And I'm not saying my deck is the best. It probably is of the... I mean, of the decks that we've seen, it's probably the best. Of the the Exarch Twin decks, but it can I'm sure it can be improved upon. But the fact of the matter is, one of these decks, literally, if your opponent taps four mana on his own turn, he's dead. How yeah. is that in the same league as Cobblade? No, sure, and, and and you know honestly, like Mike, I'm I'm really glad to see one of the good guys come out and 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 win one. You know, I'm really glad to see you come out and win with a new exciting deck. You know, that's a that's always great for me to see it. It was such a relief. Um, as much as I like Edgar, it was such a relief to hear that you stormed into this tournament with, you know, with a new deck and just... That I posted the day before. And that you smashed face with, you know, and, it, and it's, I think that's fantastic. And, uh, and I'm really glad that you did that, especially because you were wearing a UMTG Tap shirt. Um, yeah, where's the trophy photo? This format rewards consistent... It, it rewards everything that's good in Magic. Consistent mana... You know, decision making, good deck selection. I mean, I, I like. I, what do you want? Like, do you want these formats that are just about explosive opening draws? Like, good players don't win in those formats, or they don't win enough. They like win. You know, the formats where the good players win sixty percent of their matches instead of eighty or ninety percent of their matches are much worse because it encourages people to not practice. You know, yeah. like Infinity format. By the end of that format, it was miserable. Yeah, that's how I feel. This format could potentially become if uh, if something isn't done about Stone Forge Mystic. That's just me. I know people don't agree, and I mean, not everyone agrees. A lot of people. No, do I, I agree. Stone Forge Mystic is super powerful, but it's not the best anymore. Like, but we'll it, see. Nothing yeah. has to be done about Stone Forge. Dude, Stone Forge Mystic. Literally, what's its what's its resume? You look, look at Stone Forge Mystic's resume. I get a sword. I have the opportunity to make you spend. I don't know another four mana on me. 
That's what it says. What's what's the Seaver Exarch's resume? You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seaver Exarch. Literally, his job description is: your best case scenario is I just resolve a Jace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these are not equal. No, it's cool. It's and, so and powerful. It has flash. <laughs> it would still be insane. I'm going to wrap it up with just saying like what I've been saying now for the past few weeks is that we just you – know, a couple weeks ago, we didn't even have New Phyrexia yet and uh, you know we were just about to get a new set. So we just got a new set. I don't think we know enough. I think Mike said that earlier. We don't know enough about this format to see where it's going. Mike obviously has his uh, his opinions and evidence to back it up with his win this past weekend to uh, to say that the format is going in a different direction from Callblade. And, um, and I think that that's, that's the key right here. We have a new format and then by – but in July, we're going to have another new format because we're going to have M12. Or, yeah, M12. Is there going to be a banning in June? That's what I heard. Yeah, June 20th is the next announcement. So, Oh, so the, it's after the Star City Invitational, right? Right. So the potential yeah. is there for it to be banned uh, you know, at the point where, uh, I guess, just before M12. But the thing, in my opinion, that keeps that from happening is that M12 is just around the corner, and that could potentially just shake the format up. As well, and I don't know obviously anything about it, but um, you know we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I just think that there's there's no reason for them to to jump to conclusions right now based on the information we have right now today. Right, they have a month. Right, they're, they're, they're like Titans, huh? You guys like Titans? I'm kind of I, I don't I don't really want them around. <laughs> I like why. Them. Well, who's a Titan ever heard? The worst is Primeval Titan. Yeah. If the worst I, thing in the world is there's a six like green creature that's competitive, how is it bad? That's it's, what it's, I want in life. <laughs> it's a six-drop competitive creature. It's no. a, seriously, like, you're offended that there's a six-drop green no, creature. No, 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 no. I didn't <laughs> yeah, say I was oh, offended. I could totally see that being bad. Yes, well, no, I, that's not what I said either. What I You said, do I like Titans? And I said, I don't want them around. But that's but I didn't get to say why. The reason is just because I was kind of bored of them. I wanted to see things like Vengevine do well. And I feel like they kept the, the Vengevine decks down. And not to say that it's going to happen unless they were to reprint Vengevine, which isn't likely. Uh, but I just it, it was just a more of a boredom thing. I don't think they're bad. I actually like playing with Grave Titan and Frost Titan and Sun Titan. <laughs> you, you like Grave Titan, Frost Titan, right. Sun Titan. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and maybe, Dude, uh, maybe I'll, stones. Yeah, uh, maybe I like Inferno Titan too soon. But it's not people. <laughs> I just don't like it. But it's okay. Oh, like, I don't have anything. That, you know, it's just that's just a personal opinion. That's not me saying ban the Titans. I'm just it's a personal opinion on on cards I like to play and cards I like to see. So. The- Primeval Titan is like first, second, third, and fourth for me on the top five Titans, and all the other ones are tied for fifth. Fair enough. Moving on, just to just to give you guys some uh, upcoming events. This weekend is GP Providence. We know. Uh, are you talking about me and Mike? Or yeah, I'm just telling you and Mike. Yeah. Uh, oh, if anybody else happens to be listening, are you guys going to that one? Unfortunately, not. God, I wish I was. I have to work Saturday, so there. End of story. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not able to make it either, but I, it looks like I'm really excited to, to watch the coverage and see what what comes out of that deck or that out of that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, I predict mental misstep will be mental the top misstep eight. will probably make the top eight. Yeah, <laughs> man, um, mental misstep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Why? It makes the format good. <laughs> I'm it kidding. Does. I love the card. Trust me. Again, 
Now I don't want to play any decks without four Force of Wills and four Mental Missteps. But anyway, so you're on you're on the road, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good way to start. Yeah, I love I, I, I love the format. It's so much I fun. You can also play Dredge. Dredge is a good deck too. So of, of the decks that don't have four Force of Will, I think Dredge I, is. And I will build. I will build Dredge. I will build Affinity. Like mark my words. You know, I, I like. I like Affinity. It's probably not not really deserving of how much I like it, but, but it's a fun it's a fun deck. I mean, there's just so many. Affinity's op- not fun. Affinity's for jerkwads. Yes, it is. But that's the thing. Like Legacy has that jerkwad element with, but while still keeping yeah, the jerkwad. Playing against Team America is not fun. I don't. I, don't, I do not understand. You. I think Sunkle it's your land, Sinkhole your land, Hibitorak, you Tarmogoyf is not fun match. No. What? They don't even play Sinkhole anymore. It's not even Team America anymore. It's Bug Control, but of course it's still listed as Team America. But whatever. It's I don't. I mean that one. Playing against Hibitorak is not fun. Oh man, but playing it is. Yes, God. yeah. Playing it's pretty fun. <laughs> playing against it sucks. Yeah. Fun. I just, the, the thing. This is what like kind of got me like turned on the legacy was I saw Team America and I just went, oh my god, these are big boy spells. I want to be casting big boy spells. Is that exactly the quote that came out of my mouth? I was like, oh my god, him to Turok. These are big boy spells. Force of will. I want to play with these cards so bad. Like, how are put a- big boy spells? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I just High tide is that a big boy? I mean, what, what about? I don't know. Candle my... That's a big boy spell. You need a big boy salary to fucking them. Are you guys going to be at the Invitational? Uh, unfortunately, no. No, I, I'm going to be at Nationals. Uh, first. I need someone to my Scandalabras from. I think I'm going to play High Tide. Speaking of the Invitational, though, we have that coming up in two weeks, as as uh, Mike just said. It's uh, June 4th and 5th, and it's both Legacy and Standard, just like the uh, just like the Open Series. But this one, it's kind of cool because I think it's got Legacy, Standard, and then the top eight is Legacy. Right. So uh, that's pretty awesome. And then I think that the second Invitational in December is the reverse, where it's got Legacy, Standard, and the Swiss, and then top eight Standard. So um, Also that same weekend, GP Singapore, June 4th and 5th. That's also Standard, so it'll be interesting to see what's happening. What do you want, MTG Mom or something? Over. You know all the, all the events? Uh, I, I get this information from MTGmom.com. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then uh, of course the weekend after that, uh, June 11th and 12th, the Star City Games Open Series season two kicks off almost literally in Denver's Invesco Field, home of the Broncos, kicking off the uh, <laughs> oh my god season did you really? two. I did. I had to make an NFL reference, so uh, that that'll be cool. So um, that's what we got coming up, and uh, you know to, to watch coverage of if you can't make it to the events, and I definitely am curious to see if we can see more uh, Splinter Twin combo decks do well in the in the next couple weeks so uh thank and a new deck yeah and an, an additional new deck like let's see another new deck in the next two weeks please Mono that's, a, that's all i ask oh i don't know about that i don't <laughs> i got i mean i think hexarch twin is a problem <laughs> 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 i mean it's <laughs> this is xr twin is not the same as Callblade. You, you will be you will be like, hey, remember when it was Callblade was the best? Yeah, I that was that. so great. Can we bring back Stoneforge Mystic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unban Stoneforge Mystic. I'm starting the campaign now. <laughs> can we have it so that Sword of Peace and Famine is the best thing you can do again? <laughs> because I don't like this. The games only last four turns. <laughs> I don't like this. You can't cast a spell after turn two. <laughs> okay. 
It's it's pretty depressing to not be the Exar twin player. <laughs> Look at the other. <laughs> your opponent's like, oh, I'll cast a spell on turn three. Oh, you're dead. <sighs> dead again. Well, uh, on that note, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Thanks, Mike, for for joining us again. We, we love having you on. It kind of, Always kind of bringing a top eight magic flavor to Yo MTG Taps, uh, but really just just the Michael Flores uh, flavor. So thank you very nah, much. He brought the top one flavor this week, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, congratulations on your win. I think this is the first tournament I've won since my son has been alive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And you'll always remember which shirt you were wearing when you when you won. I know we will. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for sporting our shirt at the uh, at the tournament as well. As always, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start playing Legacy. As always, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start playing Legacy. Ooh, good <laughs> outro that, music. Yeah, the outro music just started. So uh, don't no, I like music. that. That was good. <laughs> what is that? What? Uh, I'm on ESPN.com, and I uh, I was looking at the Cavs. I'm not Cavs. Obviously not Cavs. The <laughs> Bulls versus Heat preview, and I accidentally moused over an Axe Effect ad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Mike. Bye bye. All right. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to say that? Yeah. Go ahead and say your line. Yeah. <clears throat> Can I say stop bitching, start playing Legacy? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Stop bitching, start playing Legacy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mouse over that music again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>